0: Welcome to season two of our innovative leadership series, where we interview young entrepreneurs that are employing creative and innovative ways to excel in their niche. This is their story. The so-called fourth industrial revolution is seeing several sectors rapidly transformed by disruptive digital technologies, such as blockchain, internet of things, artificial intelligence, immersive reality. In the agricultural and food sector, The spread of mobile technologies, remote sensing services, and distributed computing are already improving small holders' access to information, inputs, market, finance, and
1: training. When you begin to fund and finance your own to produce what you eat, then you can have a voice to sit at the table. If the food you even eat is provided for, you have no voice at the table. You, You have no voice at the table. First, feed yourself and then you can, you know, begin to make noise. The power we can unleash is amazing. Digital technologies are creating new opportunities to integrate smallholders
0: in a digitally driven agri-food system. Today, we will be traveling to Ghana to meet one of these disruptors in the agribusiness sector. Nana wore Ofori Akeman Prempe is a high cereal entrepreneur with experience in building businesses in Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa, and Ghana. Equipped with an MPIL and a bachelor's in agricultural engineering, machine systems, he oversees the
1: vision and implementation of grow For me How could I marry technology and agriculture? I then realised that there was I was getting close to an answer. So what I was I did with my friends was to begin to explore. I had a friend who had a farm, and I mean I trained agriculture, an engineer. I, all, I spent a lot of time on farms, um, and we started looking at what we could do. By then we decided to take a trip from Accra to Nigeria on bamboo bicycles. It took us five days to do that trip because we, we, we knew that for a fact there was a great opportunity in that great space, but. We wanted to see how visually large the landmass was because we keep hearing Africa had large landmass. So we started a trip from Accra all the way by the coastal lines, cycling on bamboo bicycles, we saw the vast opportunity—the last um, you know, stretch of lands that could be cultivated, but they were simply not being cultivated. So we came back, um, you know, after the trip, realizing that we had a chance and not a real opportunity to, basically raise the needed financing to you know activate these industries and agriculture is one of the industries that needs the largest you know financing to you know have the effect you want we decided to begin to solve a very critical problem what we saw in our deep analysis was that over 70% of the food that we eat in Africa comes from smallholder farmers smallholder farmers tend to have about 5 acres of of land and 5 three to five acres of land and typically they are not able to expand because there's no financing for them to increase their acreage, clear more land, get more seed, get more fertilizer and, and tractors to plow.
0: According to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, or FOA, in Africa, so-called emerging economies and rural areas, weak technological infrastructure, high cost of technology, low levels of e-literacy and digital skills, weak regulatory framework, and limited access to services mean that these areas risk being left behind in the digitization
1: process. By Using satellite technology, we're able to monitor the farms that we find across and over wherever they are and then ensure that the farmers you know who all. Well. Then at the end of the harvest, we take the commodities and trade them on the Ghana Community Exchange. As we expand to other African countries, we trade them on their exchange and then pay back the sponsor and the farmer too. So it's just an exciting setup we have that takes the bedding of technology off the farmer and places the burden of technology on there young elite or someone like yourself or myself who is familiar with its computer or use a smartphone, has a debit card or a mobile money wallet that knows how to interact with this technology.
0: Yet, developing economies may also have the advantage of being able to leapfrog older agri-food technologies and models in favor of a digital agriculture revolution. This scenario will require radical rethinking and youth entrepreneurs have a key role to play in the digitization of the agricultural sector as they have unique insights from listening to the experience of their parents, grandparents, and observing missed opportunities.
1: Yes, yeah, so satellite technology has been around for a while. Most people are, the closest they interact is when they use their Google Maps to give directions. So those maps may be maybe a ten or six year old map. What we have done is to first identify a problem. And the problem is if you have to fund farmers at scale, without being there yourself, how do you monitor these farms? The most efficient way to do this is through satellite technology, because the satellite consistently rotates around the earth. So you can consistently have pictures of how the um, a particular plot of land it is performing or is looking out once you have less cloud cover. So what we've done basically is to adapt a, a technology that allows us to effectively uh, monitor wherever we are. Something like um, an NDVI it helps him to look at how the crops are doing from a satellite image you can see okay the crops are healthy, there's enough water, there's enough chlorophyll in it by, by the satellite images and typically what happens are when the satellites take an image There are programs or software written by experts that are called algorithms that basically processes these images and tell tell you what you need to know so that you can then use that information to take a decision. So the point is satellite technology has made it possible for us to scale across Africa.
0: In the context of the sustainable development goals, Digital agriculture has the potential to deliver economic benefits through increased agricultural productivity, cost efficiency, and market opportunities, social and cultural benefits through increased communication and inclusivity and environmental benefits through optimized resource use, as well as adaptation to climate
1: change. What that means is this time you're, 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 you're basically contributing to making the continent and net producer and exporter. A lot of rice, for example, is important to Ghana. 1.5, about $1 billion worth of rice is imported every year. And the government has decided that by 2023, 2025, Ghana should basically no longer import rice. So the point is, when you begin to fund and finance your own to produce what you eat, then you can have a voice to sit at the table. If the food you even eat is provided for, you have no voice at the table. You, you have no voice at the table. First feed yourself, and then you can, you know, begin to make noise. The power we can unleash is amazing. Think about this. The most premium cocoa comes from Ghana, like the top-notch quality cocoa comes from Ghana. Every year, the government raises about $1.5 billion to trade cocoa. That is literally to pay our farmers, buy the cocoa, and ship it off to Switzerland, to China, and all across the world. Now, because the syndicated loan that is used to buy the cocoa comes from primarily foreign investors, they have a very powerful and strong say in determining the value of their cocoa. However, if imagine we can now raise $1.5 billion every year from anyone, not just Africans in the diaspora, but anyone who believes every country should become self-sufficient, self-self, you know, independent, and should be able to, you know, be a net exporter and contributor to. The world at large. Who would be part of a crowdfunding platform to raise 1.5 billion to buy cocos from cocoa farmers at the best prices? You do know what that means? That means that because we're going to pay the farmer well, we're going to pull them out of poverty quickly. Secondly, because we're going to pay the farmer well, the prices are you're going to take the proper portion of the cocoa value chain. Ghana makes just about 30 or less than 30 percent of the value chain of the cocoa industry. Can you imagine? a trillion dollar industry and making just 30% when you produce their base product. So crowdfunding gives us the power to change the narrative. And this is no different from the way we used to live in the past. In the villages, when it's time to build, the community comes together and help you build your house. They go to the next person, together help you build your house. And before you say it, everybody has a house. When it's time for farming, the community come together before we brought in the tractors to help you clear your land. And then you go and help the other person clear the land that is crowd farm, that's community and there's so much power in community and i believe that technology can help us you know organize ourselves for a particular cause create transparency and enable us to change you know something as simple as the food we eat and the products we export to the world
0: So in order for this to be achieved, I believe that the new forms of literacy need to be embraced beyond academic literacy. As digital skills are becoming a core requirement, young people in Africa are at an advantage and must be supported to
1: expand their digital skills. As everything is going online and technology and IoT, like you said, internet of things, the Fourth Industrial Revolution is taking place. The, the most basic language everyone should speak should be a computer language. ability hmm. you know, to write simple code to interact with any device around you, is what the future is going to be like. And you know, in our time, it's fintech, it's websites, it's platforms like Facebook, the future is going to be you know IoT devices that are um, that have SIM cards in it that are remotely operating by a young individual somewhere doing a lot of things. And I think that's the future that you want to be part of. And if you don't really know how to code, you end up being just a user and a consumer. So I'll tell my 17 year that learn to code, you know, and keep pushing yourself and read more.
0: Youth entrepreneurs have a key role to play in the digitization of the agricultural sector. They have unique insights from listening to the experiences of their parents and grandparents and observing missed opportunities. Startups from smallholder farming communities often draw inspiration from and are aimed to helping the farming communities where the creators grew up. Youth will need sprint programs and financial support to penetrate the agripreneur market. Such programs will attract investment and create opportunities for investors and startups to form collaborations. This is what we are trying to do at Amazingly Africa, the network for Pan-African leadership. We are trying to help you build those digital skills needed to compete in the 21st century changing world. So if you want to know more about Amazingly Africa or any of our programs, such as the Princess Warrior Initiative for young African leaders and smart, ambitious women, do not hesitate to reach out to us and get to know us. Go to www.amazinglyafrica.com for more information. My name is Lina fwading and you are listening to Umoja Sessions. Thank you.